Very inspiring. Oh, oh nine, uh, Chag Zolvovish here. Uh, everybody's probably acquainted with the, the Dor Hamidbar. Unfortunately, died out in the 40 years that Bnei Yisrael were in the Midbar. And it, it worked in a rather, uh, what's the word? I don't know how you pronounce it. M-A-C-A-B-R-E. How do you pronounce it? Macabre. In a very macabre way, they would dig their own graves, every Tishabov, and they would all go sleep in the graves. And in the morning, approximately 15 to 16,000 would be dead. And that's how they died off over the 40 years. Many, many Rishonim say that the last year, that last 15,000 did not die. In other words, the last 15,000 were saved. They were supposed to die. And that last year, they didn't die. So, so Shraga asks, so, what, so why? I mean, like, there must have been something that happened. Why didn't they die? It doesn't say. It, it just says they didn't die. Hashem was Mavater and the rest of the Xera. And then they didn't die. So you, you ask, why? How, how come? So Shaga says as follows. He says, when a person davens, what's the most intense that a tefillah would be? He says, the, the most intense a tefillah would be was that when you realize that you really have nowhere to turn but to the Rebbe like there's no more intense feeler than that, and as long as you think you have another way of dealing with the situation, this one's going to help you. That one's going to help you. <laughs> it's only when you say my ayin yovo ezri that 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 you can have that intense feeler. What do they say to the max, <laughs> the most intense feeler possible. So he says all the years, so. If Jews get into the pit, so they knew that not all of them would die. They knew that some of them would be saved. So their tefillos just didn't have that total intensity that I have nowhere to turn but their bonishalolim because, well, there's another eight, so they might be those that live another year. They might they might be the ones that win the lottery. <laughs> they might live another year. It's only that last year when they were all supposed to die. So they had no Eitzah. There's nothing, there's no way out. It was the Cher of Chad, the Munachas, al Tzavor HaShalodom. So there's no way out. So then the Tfilos were total, were total, total, total. And that's why, so those total Tfilos indeed had an impact. That's his suggestion as to Pshat in, in, in that occurrence. And we talked about it, it's very hard, you know, when there's lawyers and there's with doctors and other situations, it's it, it, it's it's hard. It's very hard to really, really feel with every fiber of your being that it's all telling the Bonashalom. So Mitzvah tonight's learning should the, the men are in the shul, it's a f- full house. I, th- I thank the women for that also. That also they enabled. And uh, it should be Luzchus Daniel Shraga Ben Bracha. And it should be like Malachim the Sarim the Shoftim if you call them Shoftim the Supreme Court. <laughs> I don't know what they are, but it certainly be Yad Hashem, and uh, we hope for the best possible outcome. I want to start. There was a question asked last week 
a very, very good question, and I felt I didn't answer it well enough. So I thought about it some more, and I'd like to address it now. Someone asked, I keep saying that it's not really bitachon to say, whatever will be, will be. It's up to Hashem, whatever He does is fine with me, or it's not fine with me, but whatever He does is, that's what's going to happen, whatever Hashem does, I'm, I'm ready to accept it. Maybe you're even a little more from, and you say, So, wow, like you're even frumer than just accepting whatever Hashem does. You say, whatever Hashem does is for the best. There are wonderful midos and wonderful hashkafos, but that's not bitachon. Bitachon is that you're doing something and you want a certain result and you're hoping for a certain result and you're anticipating a certain result and you realize your realization is that you're relying on Hashem. You want victory in battle, you're relying not on your arms, but you're relying on Hashem. You want the refuel for the chola, you're relying not on the medicine, not on the doctor, you're relying on Hashem. You want parnosa, you're relying not on your advertisement, and not on your boss sending you the check, but you realize he's just a shliach and it's really from Hashem. And that's a different type. So someone asked, like, why, why am I so insistent? Like, you know, talking is... So why am I so insistent on my interpretation of it? So I, I want to explain the difference. It sometimes, and, uh, again, it's a good midah. And whatever Hashem does is fine with me, or I'm just leaving it up to Him. Sometimes it's just a mental laziness. I'll explain what I mean. It sounds maybe a little harsh. And you don't develop bitochem that way. And if you just do that, and I'll explain what I mean in a moment, and if you just do that, I'm calling it a mental laziness, then when there's a real crisis, a real crisis, like someone's really, really sick, where you're not able to say, oh, whatever Hashem does, okay, but then the muscle of bitochem is not there. And I'll explain what I mean. When we daven, this is Rav Matasiel Solomon uh, makes this point in his book. He has a there's a Ratzkel book in English of talks of his, and he makes the following point about davening in one of his essays, and I think it's a very pungent point, a very true point. Many like he says, you know, you think. I'm working, I'm accomplishing, I'm, I'm, I'm running a household, I'm working, and, you know, and I'm doing it. I'm doing it, that's how you feel. You know? no, but you realize there's a Hashem, and you know Hashem, you know that Hashem is stronger than you, <laughs> and Hashem is smarter than you, and Hashem is more powerful than you. So, you know, he's like a bully. He can mess you up. You know that, he, he, he's stronger. So when we daven, Rav Matasiel says, he says, really the davening is Hashem, don't mess me up. Just let me be. I'm, I'm okay. Like it, it's, it's going well. I'm, I'm doing. But we believe in Hashem. Like Hashem's like Superman. <laughs> He's so he could mess us up. We know that. And, and that's our emuna. But our emuna is that Hashem could mess us up. So we say, Hashem, please, like, don't, don't mess me up. That's what 
some when you say like you know you can't fight city hall Hashem is going to do what he wants anyway he's going to do what he wants and you can't fight city hall so I'm I, I'm accepting that Hashem's just going to do what he wants I can't help it he's he's much stronger than I am that's not enough that's not that's not good that's not enough that's that could very well be at it could be at the seat of whatever Hashem does okay Hashem Bitachon is much is is much more specific is much more powerful is much more specific is much more active not so passive it's to work on the realization and it's avoda it's work because it's very hard to believe that we're not doing things we're just like puppets so Tachin is not okay Hashem is whatever Hashem does is fine I can't fight City Hall no it's when I cross the street and go to the store and buy something and I'm going there because I'm relying that the store is there so what are you relying on that the store is there well, of course the store's there. It was there yesterday and it was there. It's, it's Hashem. Hashem wants it to be there. When my mind is ordering my foot to walk, and that works, and, you know, sometimes it doesn't work, but it works, that's, that's not, that's Hashem. Hashem is empowering that I do that. And to constantly work on that realization, that's much more powerful and much more uh, that that's bitachon to rely on Hashem for everything that occurs. So you want a certain result. It's not a passive. Whatever happens, happens. No. I want. I need this money. I, I need to get to Yushalayim. I need to get to the store. I need that this should be matzliach. And I'm going to do. Hashem wants me to do and take the steps that should lead to Hatzlacha, but I realize that it's not me, and it's not my actions, it's not that Hashem could thwart me, Hashem is the one that's doing, I'm relying on Hashem that it should be successful, I'm relying on Hashem to achieve a specific result, that's Bitochel, not, I give up, whatever happens, happens, not even if you say Latavavit, it's a good midah, I'm not, but it's, there's a certain, there could be a certain laziness involved. Bitochon takes work. Work. It's not, after all your work, think of a farmer. After all his work, it's not him. So for a farmer, it's easier because he knows what could go wrong. He knows that after all his work, rain, wind, uh, the sun, the heat, Arbe could come. I mean, he, he, that's why Israel is called Emunas, because he, he knows so much could happen. But to realize it, it's Hashem. Hashem makes it grow. <laughs> Hashem makes everything I say, my talking now, the, the whole ability of speech, the ability to think, the ability to translate thought into words. Everything, Hashem is, is, is there at every moment, empowering everything that goes on. So that's what, that's what, that's why I'm so uh, insistent that that's that's what bitachon is, and that's a much more 
difficult, but a, a much more avodo-oriented, I feel. It's harder. It takes work. If I say try once a day. You, you, you get on a bus, you're baking a cake. I'm, 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 I'm relying. You're relying on the oven. You're relying on this recipe. You're relying on your know-how. You're relying... You say, no, I'm relying on Hashem. Hashem is the one empowering everything that it should happen. Every, everything. Everything is Hashem that's empowering. Okay. That's... Uh, I wanted to... I thought about it. I appreciated the question. It clarified the thing to me. Just even to myself, I got more clarified, so I always appreciate that. We're in the middle here of learning the the benefits. We're still in the Hagdama, and we're learning the benefits of having Bitochon. And the benefit, we're up to the third benefit, where he says the benefit is serenity. He says people go through lives, and that's for Avodos Hashem. He says people go through lives, and they're caught up with the worries of everyday life. And I'm adding, usually that's money. That's the biggest worry, is 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 money, it's health, of course, <laughs> also. But uh, I, I, there's no but. It's those two things are constant worries of ours. Uh, so although this is focused on money, and he says, so when you're worried about olam hazeh, so you don't have time. Your head is filled with worries. <laughs> you're worried, and that's what's in your head, and you don't have time. You're not ponui. You're not ponui lavodus Hashem because you're always busy. It's not so much busy physically dealing with things because the chavis lavodus will develop the idea that that's not a contradiction to being an Ever Hashem. As long as you're doing whatever Hashem wants you to do, so you just have to press that button and say, "I'm doing this because it's Hashem's will." That's it. That's a one simple sentence changes every everyday act into an act of avodus Hashem. Hashem wants me to do this and that's why I'm doing it that's the whole trick but your mind you can't think you, you, you're beset with with worries with you're worried about tomorrow you're worried about what's going to be you're worried about if something will be matzliach you're worried about your children you know? worries, worries and, and, and then you're caught up in it so you don't have time to focus on your bonus olam. you don't have time to focus on olam haba you don't have time to focus on what you're really doing in this world we're here for a short time, and and, and we're and most of the time we're dealing with issues. So the th- third benefit is that you're, you're serene. It clears your mind. It clears your mind. It wipes away, wipes the worries away. Sounds like an advertisement for something. <laughs> Sounds like an advertisement for an antidepressant. Not chas v'shalom. I, I, I don't mean chas v'shalom. Okay, antidepressant is a medicine. Uh, Baruch Hashem. Nowadays, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is megala that many, uh, many emotional and mental issues could be rooted in a physical imbalance, and you take a medicine, and it's, it's a big bracha that that they have these medicines like that. I don't mean chas v'shalom that it's that it's the, the end of the world. I just meant that. It, it's not good to be sad or depressed. So this wipes the slate clean. If you can develop bitachon, then that's the that'll wipe your worries away. That's what Chayim Halavos is saying. More, and then he launches into a lengthy 
a lengthy uh, a, a lengthy essay how he compares it to an alchemist in his days they believed people could turn metal into gold or silver also and I compared it we just have to we know it's not true now it can't be done even though it's not so crazy that it could be done because if you if you know chemistry which I do not know but I know enough to know that when you have the what's called the elements the, the element tables what's, what's that thing called mm-hmm. when I was in school they were up to 100 what are they up to now anybody know no nobody here knows either oh, I'm not so stupid <laughs> They can do it now. Where they up to? When I was in school, they were up to around 100. 101, I think. No? Anyway, anything in the world is not that far from anything else. It's just a question of rearranging the atoms and the thing. Really, it's just that, that much I remember. It's not so rough to say you can turn metal into gold. If you just figure out the trick, how to shift a couple atoms this way or that way, you can do it. Atoms. What? It's not atoms, it's the protons and uh, yeah, okay. neutrons. Okay. You can change, they can do it now. Yeah. That's what they do. Well, they can't change it to gold, I don't think. Yeah, they uh, could. If they, when they split uranium, that's what they do. They're changing the uranium into another metal. Okay. Anyway, so they <laughs> you have these alchemists, but now we would say counterfeiters. Someone has a printing press in the basement and they can print out money. So you would think that guy is the... He has nothing to worry about. He has financial security. Any problem he has, he goes down, prints another couple thousand dollars <laughs> or a couple ten thousand shkolem. <laughs> and that's it. He's not worried. So the Chavis Alvavis, as I said, he, he, he loves lists. If anybody here makes lists all day, you could feel good that that's what the Chavis Alvavis did all day. He makes lists. He has ten ways in which a Baal Bitochon is better off than an alchemist or I'll call it a counterfeiter, who can just make as much money as he wants. He just goes and prints it. Ten ways in which he's better. So, the so the benefit, benefit number three, is serenity. It clears the mind of worries. And then he says, who would we imagine is the least worried person? We would imagine it's a person who can have and produce money whenever he needs anything in the world. Anything. He could just make money. So, okay, let's take that person, who we all think would be the least worried person in the world, and now I'll show you ten ways, Chavit says, in which the Baal Bitochon is going to be more serene and have even less worries than this imagined counterfeiter. The first one is Bitchiloson Shebal Hakimya, the alchemist, Zokuk Le'emtsom Yuchadim. He needs... He needs special materials and he needs special equipment to produce what he's producing. He can't produce the gold. He can't do he can't do what he's doing without special equipment, without special materials. And he doesn't always have them. So you can't like snap his fingers and they're there. He has to order them. They have to come. He has to be able to set it up. He's totally in very specific materials and and equipment. But Hashem, but someone whose serenity doesn't come from the fact that Hashem 
will provide. I'm relying on Hashem to provide. Mezono batuach mikol siba mesiba sa'olam. He's not limited to anything. Any job in the world, again, I say any job in the world, we'll see later, it has to, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants, there has to be a, a mahalach. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us, if someone opens up shop, I say, and starts selling horseshoes, so, <laughs> not going to get very far. Not because Hashem can't, but because Hashem wants us to function within the world that we exist in. And uh, that's not, that's, I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to avoid the use of the word hishtadlis, but that's the word that we're all familiar with the most. I'll just say it for now. But that's not proper hishtadlis. That's not the way Hashem wants us to act. Hashem wants us to live within the world that we're in. And if you open up a horseshoe store, you're not big chemish, you're not going to have a lot of customers. So, but... We all know there are people that the two people can be doing the same thing. One's matzliach, and one can't make ends meet, and he can't figure out why, why is this happening. And mezono batuach mikol siba misiba saolam batuach in the sense of whatever's nigzar, whatever Hashem has in store for him. So he's not totally in special materials. He's not totally in special equipment. It's not totally in education. Lola Chachomim Lechem, Shlomo Melech says. Moshe Omer HaKosov, as the Pesach says, Laman Hodiachal, Ki lo ala lechem levado yichye ha'odom, Ki al kol motza fi Hashem yichye ha'odom. So he's interpreting this to me, the Chavis Olvavis, that al kol motza fi Hashem yichye ha'odom. In other words, the Lechem comes from motza fi Hashem, so it's not dependent on circumstances. It's not dependent on. It's not dependent on on, on, on a gvulim. It doesn't have the natural gvulim that the alchemist has. He's not automatically limited. And again, I don't want to. I'm not saying Khalila Hashem is limited by anything at all. It's just that since he wants us to act a certain way, so we are limited in only in our hishtablus. Call it to act the way he wants us to act. But the point is that there's no limitations. The Hasibos, there's no, he doesn't need anything to provide for us. Lo darna lo b'cholzman u'b'cholmokom. You know, we're not sensitive enough. How many people, you know, a person needs a job. So I don't know if anybody here says Zmiris, Motzoi Shabbos, but there's like a story with Elio Anovi. He came and built a palace for a guy. Anybody? There's like a a story in in in, in a poem form. It doesn't have to be Elio Anovi. You know, someone tells me about it. Someone puts an idea in my head to go for a certain job, or someone tells me about a certain job, or someone tells you about a certain shidduch. So that's Eliyahu Novi. That's that's Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So, you know, how is how do how will these two people ever hook up? So, you know, I I, I laugh my 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 son that's most recently married. So, has a very nice wife, and she has there's like four or five things about her. 
about that, that he said he would never even go out with such a girl. <laughs> so if you're going to ask me how did they go out and how it happened, so you look back, you say it's a nice. But, you know, that's... Kaddish Baruch is not limited by, you know, the Sibos. And uh, this, that, and then, and it, and it just came together. That's all. The Hasidus lo I think you see this most in Shidduchim. You see in jobs also, what people can tell you. Someone tells you about a job opening. Or you find out about it. So, so that's 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 a Kaddish Baruch Hu maneuvering, not limited as the alchemist is. Kafishi Adata, as we know, me parshas Eliyohim Orvim. So that's a nach. I puzzled over this for a while because this is the story where Eliyahu was punished because he spoke harshly of Klal Yisrael to the Rebbeinu Shalom. And he was made to go into the midbar, and he was made to hide, and he was given food. By the, the, the ravens brought him food. So I was puzzled. What does the Chavis Haldovus mean to... I mean, that's a nace. Like, that's not a daily experience. Like, just to point to a nace doesn't really speak to us. He wants to make the point in everyday life, that Hashem is not like the alchemist, if you're Bateach Hashem, so you, you don't, you don't, you don't, you're not limited. Hashem will provide. And he, yeah, there's no limitations there. But to point to a, a nace of birds bringing food, like, come on, like, so what does that say to me? So, so I looked into it a little more, and I, I'm speculating now, although this obviously doesn't say this, and I didn't see it in the Mepharish, there are many Mepharish Mepharish I didn't see this either. I'm making a suggestion because it just it bothers me that he should bring in a nace. The Orvin, there's a Medrash. <laughs> I'm suggesting there's a Medrash. He was hiding from Achav. Achav was his enemy. There's a Medrash that the Orvin brought the food from Achav's kitchen. That, that, that's the Medrash. So it's, you, know, you smile, you know, how cute. But I think there's a point here. We're not, forget about the nice angle. I don't have a good example. I say I'm not such a good speaker. A good speaker is always full of stories and examples. But I, I think we've all experienced that just where you think your tzara is, the Yeshua comes from there. That's the point he's trying to make, I think, I'm suggesting. That the Oravim brought the Lechem, the Bosar, the Bosar, from, from Achav. And here, it's like Paro with Moshe, right? Paro's trying to kill Moshe and Shel Yisrael, and Hashem maneuvers that, that that he's the one that, that 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 brings him up. And you find that pattern in history, where where we think that Sora is Hakadosh Baruch Hu is is Matzmiach the Yeshua from there, and so that's that that's an extreme example of. The Hasibos lo teodarnalo b'cholzmanu b'cholmokom. Not only Hasibos that, that he's not lacking, he's not, he doesn't have the limitations. But what you think is uh, is counterproductive, and is counterproductive. But many times, you know, we've all experienced. Sometimes the yish is so great that you go out and you try something that you never tried before, and then, wow, <laughs> or something fails, and then you it forces you into a certain situation or sometimes people are forced 
I'll say L'schus Shraga again, because we're learning tonight L'schusa. Shraga Dunil Mechayach Hediv Bracha. You know, he's, we're obviously always talking about what happened to him. So we're talking, you, know, you don't know. Like maybe his kids are supposed to be more independent, he said to me on Thursday. Maybe this is, maybe his children are not in, this is like a way of, Hashem's way of sort of maneuvering that his children should develop a certain independence that they wouldn't have had otherwise. That's a tremendously terrific way of looking at it, but that's what the Chavis Nobavis is talking about. Not only does Hashem have no limitations, but he uses a tzorah to, to, to add the rabbit, to bring the Yeshua, and to develop things that wouldn't have been there before. Then there's a story in Nach, this is again with Elio Anovi, that she sheared with Elio Anovi food and she didn't have enough for herself. And then she was in a tzorah and Elio Anovi performed nisim and got her out. So again, the point is that her Yeshua, I don't know, I didn't, Again, I'm suggesting, the point is that her Yeshua came, this is like a Shlach Lach Mukhal Pnei Hamoyim type event, where she did something for Eliyahu Novi out of, and she didn't have enough for herself, but she shared with Eliyahu, and, and therefore he was, he saw what she needed, and he, and then something happened, and then he was able to help her. So the, the Yeshua came from that. So, Again, that's probably, uh, I'm suggesting that's what the Chavis Halvavis means to um, bring out from that example. That's a later story when Elio ran away from from Izevel after the story on on uh, Harakarmel where the Nevi'e Habal were killed. So he has to run away from Izevel. And by the way, all this, there's like a string of stories, I don't know if people... <laughs> A string of stories of Elio Anovi, where Eliyahu is speaks very harshly of Klal Yisrael, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu really, in a string of stories, is trying to send him a message that he should he should uh, he should cool it. He should be more understanding of Klal Yisrael, less harsh, more more not more accepting in terms of accepting. Let's say that there are all the avodas are not to accept it, but more understanding of it and deal with it in a softer way. And there's a series. These stories, if you learn uh, in Chazal, the way Chazal explained these stories in Nach, they're really all lessons and messages to Eliyahu to develop that until ultimately he lo b'chayov lo and then he gets the idea, and then he becomes the great Malamed Schus of Klal Yisrael. And the Chavetz Chaim brings on Hashem Yisraeloshim. That now Eliyahu is the one that whenever anybody in Klal Yisrael does something good, he runs to the Rebbonah Shalom and says, hey, look how great the Jews are. Look what they just did. And, that, and that's, um, that's, in all of these stories, that's the dynamic that's going on. Anyway, here, it's, again, it's an ace. This I can't figure out. It's just an Ugas Ritzofim, uh, an Uga baked on coals, and Tzafachas Amayim appear, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I have no interpretation here. It's just a nace. I don't know how the Chavis Alvavos expects us to look at a like a total nace. I mean, obviously, of course, yeah, we can look at a nace and say, "Wow, look what Hashem can do!" So Hashem can do anything. 
but in trying to impress upon us to feel in everyday life that we're better off than the alchemist, because the alchemist is limited to things being in season, and his being able to procure the things he does his work with, and Hashem has no limits. So, okay, so, I don't know, Anais, okay, Anais, thank you, you know, what does that have to do with my life? But the truth is, our lives are full of Nisim, but still, I, I don't quite get why the Chavis Halvadis chose to point to these things. Uparshus Elvadio Manaviyam. Asher Omar Alayim, where Elvadio provides food, Vachbi Manaviyah, Hashem Meya Ish, Chamishim Chamishim Ish, 100 people by Ma'ara, 50 in each Ma'ara, Vachalkalim Lechem Umoyim. And the point there is, I'm. I assume it's from the perspective of the Navim that they didn't know where their bread's coming from. And here this Ovadia who was like the chief of staff, Fa'achov. So it's where you would least expect anything from. You know, who who provided the arms for Israel in in in, in, in forty eight, you know, Czechoslovakia. <laughs> Mapedon, who, who who pushed Israel to become a state, Russia. They thought it would become like one big kibbutz, one big socialist country. And, 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 and uh, who provided arms in 56? You'll laugh if you know the answer. France. <laughs> France. France was their friends in 56. And then, finished. And then, if anybody knows the story of the Yom Kippur War, with, with, with Alexander Haig, with Kissinger, with Meissel, the, the Yeshua comes from, Yeshua comes from the most unlikely places. That's the point of this paragraph, and the examples are not, is that the Yeshua comes from unlikely places. So, that's all. That strengthens your bitachem. That's the point. That I, if it's Hakadosh Baruch Hu that's doing it, there's no limitations. And indeed, he 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 makes sure it comes from an unlikely place. The Omar Kfirim Roshu Vraeva V'Dorshe Hashem LaYachsu Choltov Dorshe Hashem. In other words, if you're focused on that, on Hashem, if you're focused on Him being the the provider. The Omar Yeruas Hashem Kedoshov Kiein Machsor Lireyov. If we, as I we talked about last week and two weeks ago, we're told that if you truly rely on Hashem, He will respond in kind, as a schar. And we explained the the methodology of the schar last week. Vahasheni, a second way in which you're better than the than the alchemist. Again, he's going to go through ten ways now. Shabal Hakim Yozokok Lamaisimupulos, he has to do things, Shaloyala Biodom of Vukshabiladehem, where he won't be able to do, to produce what he's aiming to produce without them, but it's not, it's not healthy for him. He's producing, he says, apparently they used chemicals, and there was this boiling cauldron, and there were fumes, and it was, it was in other words, something, so what's his point? Something could be good from one angle, and you're not assured that it's good from a different angle. But when HaKadosh Baruch Hu is smiling at you, and does something for you, so then he has the ability to ensure it's good from every angle. So he says the alchemist has to do things which are perhaps injurious to his health. 
that's the fumes im hasmodas avoda the more he works and he breathes in the fumes uritzifus hayigiyabahem he has to work it's not magic they never thought the alchemists were magicians it was a chemical process so he has to work hard at doing it belelu viyomo but v'habotech al Hashem bebitchom and apagoyim ubeshalvus machshova mecholus atzoros so he 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 doesn't worry about that. He knows that if Hashem will provide, and he's boteach Hashem, he's relying on Hashem to provide for him. So every angle is covered. He's relying on Hashem for his health, and he's relying on Hashem for his money, and he's relying on Hashem for his relationships, and he's relying on Hashem for his for his emotional well being. And for stability, and for nachas, and for all the things. So everything's covered. The alchemist is limited to money. What about health? And he has serenity from various sorrows which could take place. Because of everything is from Hashem. This is already accepting whatever, if, if your parnos is from in a certain area, and you say, you don't, you don't have that agmos nefesh, yeah, but it, I have to get up so early in the morning for this job. If it's Hashem that's providing it, so you say, this is good for me, this is a good thing. So when you when you have that realization of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, being the provider and Hakadosh Baruch Hu doing it, you're relying on Him to get it done. Then, I guess this introduces the element of Latava of it. That's part of the serenity. Is that if you, so if you have to work a little harder or get up a little earlier, and that's the way it has to go. But Mazono, but you're serene. You're not. It's not eating away at you. Like you're not jealous of someone else. You're not. It, it, it doesn't eat away at you that it's not fear. How come? If you realize it's Hashem providing, then this is the way He set it up, and you're you're you're, sameach, you're happy. Okay, I have to go. We're saying till him by the man. Just stop a bit earlier. Yeah.